Kravitz. If you have not followed his Triple H Horse Racing Podcast, you're missing out. It's one of the best podcasts in the country. Good evening and welcome to episode 246 of the HHH Racing Podcast. I'm your proud host, Howard Kravitz. Good to see you again. Some of you we just saw as we were doing a doubleheader here on Thursday night to talk about an amazing weekend of racing. This podcast will focus on the late pick five at Aqueduct in the Big Apple. It is Wood Memorial Day, one of the biggest days of the year in New York racing. We're so happy that you're with us to talk about it. Please make sure you hit that subscribe button. We are close to 2,000. I keep saying it. Let's get to 2,000 and beyond. Please help us hit that subscribe button, hit that thumbs up button, that's the like button, and also, of course, hit the notification bell. All that will help you. It also helps us. It helps the YouTube algorithm send people to this channel. We've been working very hard for you folks. We really appreciate it if you support the channel. Uh, Of course, on the name tag there, you can follow me on Twitter, at hkravitz, bottom of the screen, hkravitzhorse at gmail. Dot com. You all know the drill by now. If you watched us live a little while ago and you're like, Howard looks different. Hey, I got a change in my my New York. I've got the Belmont, got the Saratoga. We, we got to be ready for uh, the New York show. This Saturday, live. There it is at the bottom of the screen right there. Live Tapa Trace watch party. We're going to start at 415 Eastern with the Shaker Town. A really nice grade stakes on the turf sprinting. Then right after that is the Bluegrass, and right after that is the San Anita Derby. We're going to be covering all of it. Please tell all of your friends and neighbors our live watch parties have been off the hook with our viewership. We want to be the same way this Saturday. So please join us this Saturday starting approximately 4.15 Eastern Standard Time. You can listen to us, of course, also on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. We've got Power Picks. Look below the video player. We've been working very hard, and if you're sitting at home thinking, how do I support the channel? A lot of ways. And it's not just simply by watching and listening. Please look into the Power Picks. It really helps everyone here. Uh, and most importantly, it's going to help you. It's $16 for the entire month. You get them on Saturdays. We had an unbelievable week last week. I gave out a pick five that costs only about 60 bucks for over $1,000. Please look into the power picks. It will be well worth your while. And then, of course, also, we have a fantastic website. You can find out more about the podcast, hhhracingpodcast.com. I know we have a lot of people already commenting, but you know what? I'm so excited. Let's just get on with it right now. First, from the Saratoga Special and from the great Commonwealth of Massachusetts, Mr. Paul Halloran, and from the wonderful state of Maryland, more specifically, the East Coast of Maryland. And as you're going to see on this show, a very, very smart handicapper, because we've got some wacko opinions, and this guy I'm about to bring on agrees with me on them somehow, Mr. Pete Visco. Pete, how are we doing tonight? What's going on? You're, you know, you're like, you know, Meryl Streep, Taylor Swift with your wardrobe changes mid-show. I love it. It's, it's very impressive. Real quick, hey. by the way, for, for anyone in the chat who was with us in the last episode for, for the Bluegrass, we got a little something for you here. Ah, uh-huh, there he is. Little Scooby with some Scooby, Scooby. snacks for anybody's. So there you go. That's the winner uh, of the Bluegrass. 
Pete, I don't want to get into like, you know, personal details and get into stuff that we shouldn't get into, but you mentioned your wonderful son, Jackson has a Scooby-Doo, I think washroom, you said bathroom. Yeah. Bathroom. Can you give us some um, appropriate details on what's in the bathroom related to Scooby-Doo? Yes. We have a custom made shower curtain, which wow. I've had for years. Yes, we have that. We have just some things on the walls. We have a custom made rug and then uh, some pictures of him when we met Scooby at in, in Florida. And then wow. I'm trying to think they're just a little bathroom, you know, toiletry, toothbrush oh, holder, right, soap holder, all the good stuff is all in there. He's had it for in two different houses. Now it moved from our last house to this one. So we, uh, my son loves some Scooby-Doo. Well, I am hoping and praying that you guys never, you never grow out of the Scooby-Doo. Just keep it, never, even when he's never. like a senior in high school or college, just keep the whole thing Scooby-Doo, man. It's, no. It'd be perfect. Never. Uh, By the way, Vale said, Who'd, I dress like Shaggy. You see, I wear baggy clothes with T-shirt <laughs> and long sleeves. So there you go. Paul's got a uh, new hat on. Paul, uh, this is, uh, you know, you're a New York uh, guy, Pete. You grew up in Jersey, obviously. I mean, you guys are uh, East Coast guys. I mean, you love racing throughout the country. Paul Wood Memorial Day is always a day that sort of, you know, sparks the beginning of the spring slash summer racing season in New York. Uh, it's a very exciting day uh, at Aqueduct Center. Yeah, I've been to the Wood Memorial, Howard, in the past. I toyed with the idea of going this year, but uh, with Ooh. the impending Keeneland trip coming up next week, uh, that was just too much on the plate. So I uh, uh, will not be there, but uh, it is – you know, unfortunately, it's it's in a big slump as far as producing Derby winners. If truth be told, it sure it's, is. It's in a long slump. So, yeah, um, we'll see if that changes. We hope it doesn't change this year because we want the Derby winner to come out of the bluegrass. Yeah, oh no, no question about that. I actually thought Tabatrice was going to go to the wood like several months ago. If I had to sort of plan it out, I thought he might go to the wood just because he ran so well at Aqueducts. But uh, Todd decided to take Tabatrice to. Uh, but listen, everyone's sick of Tapa Trice, right? So let's 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 focus on on the wood because there might be a big time hit show in the wood. Uh, we'll have to see. Uh, that's a, a big field, guys. Pete's like, ah. Oh, Bye, viewers. Go. Good. Thanks for coming. Uh, <laughs> no, everyone loves that. By the way, let me say this publicly before we get into the handicapping. Paul and Pete give me some crap, especially this week, about how often they're on, and I make them. You know, I'm working them to the bone. Guys, we got to give what the viewers and listeners want. And we appreciate so much. Our viewership and our listenership, if that's even a word, has grown tremendously, not only in the last, you know, two plus years, but Pete and Paul in the last several months. It's really grown. It's really exploded with all the big races. And yeah, we work very hard and we do it for you guys. And we're happy to do it. So no matter what Paul and Pete say, no matter they're, they're complaining and here's a good word, kvetching, nice Yiddish word there, and, and griping and moaning about coming on. They're just kidding, guys. We love doing it. We love having all of you guys listen and watch. We can't thank you enough. And if you want to return the favor, Pete and Paul, look into the power picks, hit that subscribe button. We've talked about all the ways they can do it, Pete, and they can find out a lot of information on the great website that you've created. Yeah. I mean, especially the, it's a, it's a good source of information about the podcast as a whole. There's photos, there's articles that Paul has written, including the aforementioned articles around Cody's wish. And there's also, and, and if you care more about the power picks, you can go on there. There's examples. There's, we also post now, which is a recent thing. We're posting our last two weeks worth of scores. So each week we'll update that just to show how the power picks are doing, but also on the power picks themselves, 
we put in, hey, here's a recap of what the picks were last week. Here's how they did. And then you're getting two tracks. So you can view an example on there. So please check it out there. Once you, if you like it, there's a link right to our Patreon site where you can subscribe at that point. Yeah, there's there's a lot of ways to check out uh, what's going on. And so uh, we, we really do appreciate I really feel like we've built a great community and family here. This is this is going to be the fourth of five live shows that we're going to have this week, Pete. Um, Paul, you're good. If you're, <laughs> I thought Paul just left because he just said too much. I know you got some things going on. Hey, and, and Pete, Pete, let's make it clear. You and I, we have no problem with the viewers. It's Howard we don't like. We I mean, that's it. yeah. I mean, we love the viewers. It's just we. It's it's like it's like any job. I'm right? out of here. You, know, you, you like the people you work with. You just don't like the boss sometimes. So what are you going to do? Hey, listen, that's I a... get it. I get it. <laughs> We're going to um, tolerate him. We're going to tolerate him, Pete. I yeah, mean, we, you know, once those, once those, once he wins the contest this week and he starts sending us some, you know, some side cash, then we'll really like him. I'm going to be rooting for him. Um, I, don't, I think, don't you guys own some horses now? I just, Couple. I just somehow that got slid under the rug somehow. We're all Couple. going to ask with our tips and tails with the Buchero cult. What are you talking about, guys? Um, <laughs> I like that. Anyway, anyway um, we're excited to talk about um, Aqueduct. We also have uh, Jim Miller, as usual, on Thursday nights. Let's not forget about Jim Miller and Hawthorne. Uh, great sponsor. They'll be on after we talk about Aqueduct to talk about uh, their pick for on Sunday. All right, guys, let's jump right in. Uh, Aqueduct, big race day. We all know. Uh, what's going on? We got the late pick five at Aqueduct. Let's go ahead and bring it up right now on the screen. Let me go ahead and bring up this. Uh, there we go. And, you know, I've been a little bit, uh, you know, I, I won't say I've messed up, but, you know, guys, how do we not, if we're going to talk about the horses, do I hear a sound? Ah, uh, yes. There it is. Okay. Out of the pool. We got to we gotta bring it up. <laughs> We don't want to hear it again. It's looping. Okay, the horses are very excited. All right, we get it. The horses are excited. Okay. Well, if it was if it was Gulfstream, now there'd be another thirty minutes to post, so <laughs> it'd be perfect. Don't get me. Don't let me have a flashback to the opening <laughs> leg of the pick six last week because I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna break someone's kneecap if that happens. You guys know why. Anyway, hey, by the way, real real quick, we have a my son in the chat, Spider Guy ninety eight. If you want to bring his. Uh, oh, hello. <laughs> I'm oh, Shaggy. Spider Guy. There you go. That's, Jackson. Yeah. Jackson, my... thanks for joining the show. He is Shaggy. Spider Guy. Welcome That's to the show, my... Jackson. Jackson, listen. I hear you've been staying up late, Jackson. If you're listening to this, listen to mom, listen to dad, get to bed. Don't stay up too late. I know, <laughs> I know you're on spring break, I think, this week, but still, make sure you get to bed. Uh, he's at he's hour. at he's at my in-laws tonight and tomorrow, so he could stay up as he could bother them all night. I don't <laughs> care beautiful. anymore. Then make sure yeah, you bother. Yeah. Bother, bother your what aunt and uncle, right? Bother your aunt and uncle, and uh, you know whatever. Mama um, and pop pop, mama and pop pop. He mama can and pop pop. There you go. <laughs> oh, Tom Espinosa. We got everyone. Everyone say hello to to uh, Jackson Visco Pizza. On there you go. All Red right. Slinger. I love that horse. Oh, JJ Tibbs. <laughs> there. Now, Paul, why don't you give JJ Tibbs crap for that pun? You just give me crap, and we got a Web Slinger reference with the Spider Man, and Paul just doesn't even hear it. Whatever. I'm just I'm just too tired to pick up on this stuff. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Let's get let's get to the races now, guys. Um, one thing we do have to talk about: turf racing, in New York, is back. It's back, and of course, the weathermen were wrong, Paul, because I was hearing gloom and doom uh, yesterday and today at, in New York. Maybe tomorrow, they didn't. They barely got any rain at all. I just looked at the weather; it's going to be absolutely fine. You're going to have firm turf. I am so happy, Paul. 
that we got turf back in New York. But you know what that means? Possible very slow fraction. So look out. Yeah, well, I'm glad to have it back. And 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 in better news, the main track at Belmont opens for training next Tuesday. Uh, of course, the training track is open year-round now. But the main Belmont track, things are looking up. And we are less than 100 days to Saratoga. There's all sorts of positives when it comes to New York racing. Nah, it's it, it's very exciting. We're all, uh, let's jump into the pick five at Aqueduct. Here we go. Late pick five on Saturday. It starts at 3.44 Eastern time. There's two, I believe, two turf races, or is it three? Three turf races within the sequence, if I if I recall. Uh, the first one is an allowance. They're going a mile of 16th on the turf. They have a few different, you know, turf courses uh, that they use. Uh, this is the, I believe, the innermost turf course, I believe. Outer, outer. Oh, it is outer. Does it say outer? I'm sorry. Where does it? Okay. No, doesn't say it on here, but it is the outer. All right, it's the outer turf course. Uh, these are New York bred uh, fillies and mares, three-year-olds and up. It's a field of nine. There's an also eligible who's a main track only, who I'm 95% positive this race will be on turf, and my first love will not get in. The one of my favorite is the number one, New Guinea, who for Clement and uh, Dylan Davis, and boy, this horse has – Major seconditis. Let me bring up the banners that, of course, I quickly created. I hope there's no mistakes here because we've had quite the day, but there they are. If there's mistakes, you guys let me know. Pete is – wow, Pete. We are both going with the nine. Let's go to Paul first. Paul's going with uh, the five horse, Smoking Hot Kitty for Linda and a very underrated turf jockey at Jose Lascano. What do you – is it – what did you like about the five? Well, uh, uh, you know, I, I suspect that the way I got to the five might be similar to the way you guys got to the nine. I, I didn't want the one uh, at nine to five, and I really don't want the three at seven to two. So, you know, I had to go uh, off the reservation a little bit. And as I'm looking, you know, this is certainly price-based, 10 to one morning line. Uh, I think she – Will be all of that. Yay! Nice. Give him a round of applause. <laughs> you know, and you know, you're looking at the the top turf buyers, Howard. You know, she's within four points of the three and six oh. points of the one. Um, you know, uh, two of her losses are against Open Company, uh, which means she's you know she's this yeah. is a state bred race. Uh, Lescano, as you point out, is very good on turf. He's outstanding when combined with Linda. And he's on fire uh, right now, forty uh, percent in his most fifty, his fifteen most recent races there. So yeah, I'm I'm looking to, uh, I am looking to get a price home here to kick this off. And as you said, Howard, if I get knocked out, you know what I'll do. Well, Bet the pick four. Bet the oh, pick four, absolutely. baby. It's going to the pick four for sure. Um, someone in the comments said it's supposed to pour at Aqueduct tonight. I don't. I maybe it will, but I don't think it's going to be. Like, you know, lasting for a long time. We'll, we'll see. Um, huh. You've got the one in second, Paul. Pete's got the one in second. I just, I, boy, am I sick of losing with the one. The one who is very logical. And a lot of people on the show know that I've got a little bit of intel, usually from the Clement Barn. Full disclosure, let's just get this out right now. I have zero intel on the Clement horses on Saturday, guys. I didn't have time to uh, get in touch with. Uh, the barn, although I may before Saturday. And if I do, I'll be happy to pass that along. Um, boy, 
Second, 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 second. Hey, Howard, you, you, the one thing you didn't do that me and Paul were astute enough to do, you got the one in second who's got second-itis, and you got the three who's got third-itis, whatever you would call that. So you got to play the one and the three in second and third. They're, they're perfect. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. You just got to get the just, one on is, top now. <laughs> not, is this just a case for you and Paul where, like, the horse can win, but I just can't pick this horse on top? Yeah. I mean, Pretty much. I mean, at that, that price, of course he can win. His buyers, are the, he's got the best numbers. Um, sure, of course he can win, but but, but we've seen horses who just don't. Oh, uh, yeah, he was doing so good. You've seen horses who just for some reason just don't like to win. And you know, if you're going to try and have one of those at nine to five morning line, why not take a shot? It's not like you know, it's not, we're not talking about you know, we're not talking about secretariat here. So, no, I mean, they are coming off. Listen, they are newly turned four year olds, they can obviously improve. Um, they look like they've been working together, so I don't know how to separate the one and the three, really, unless you think McCarthy is more likely to win than Dylan. I don't know, guys. I just I just don't want either love them. And I've got mad love for Clement, obviously, in the barn and everything. But just from a handicapping opinion, I think the nine is fascinating. And, Pete, I am so happy you took the nine also. It just <laughs> it, 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 it warms the cows of my heart. It just makes me feel good. <laughs> we, frankly, have no idea if the source – can run. I mean, she's got to improve, but I'll go first speed. If you don't mind, you no, please do. Please do. Um, here's my thought. Let me go full screen. Um, love the breeding. Uh, love Linda off a layoff English channel giants causeway on the damn side. This race on the 15th, um, a, a bunch of next out winners. You can see smoky, smoky eyes was the next out winner. Um, actually just one, but I think the first race, if I recall, was a was a strong race at Saratoga. Do I remember seeing that. Yeah, smoke. There's smoky eyes. You see horses coming out of this race. I I I really like Carmouche. I have a stat. No, I don't have a stat. But uh, Carmouche is good with Linda. I believe maybe you have a stat on that. Yeah, really good. First time Lasix. My only concern. And this is very important to talk about, Pete and Paul. This is your three year old. Based on the condition, you've got three year olds going up against four year olds. Little concerned about that this time of year, Pete. For me, I don't worry about that usually starting in like late May, June. That's a minor concern to me. Did you give that any thought at all with your pick? Yeah, I mean, I had that in the note, but I, I sort of let the price. I, I was hoping the price has that a little bit baked in where it, whatever yeah. whatever you're getting on you know, a newly turned three-year-old from also from the outside post, you got a couple things going against yeah. this horse, but I figure at eight to one, it's worth taking the chance on a horse that I think potentially, but the, the one thing you do like the, the older horses, at least maybe, you know what they are. Whereas these newly minted three-year-olds could be on the improve. You don't know how much they're going to jump up. Those few months can be vital. Those, those uh, six months can be vital to the growth of these horses. So if this one who's shown some talent, can come back and sort of jump up, then maybe there's more talent here than some of these other horses who've already sort of shown a little bit of what they are. Yeah, no question about it. Um, Paul, any other thoughts in this race before we move on? We've had Matt Miller is uh, watching and listening. Uh, 2021 BCBC winner, great friend of the show and all of us. Uh, and all points Bill Bulletin to this podcast for the hosts and the guests from Matt Miller. I need a sure winner. All caps, of course. Sure winner at Aqueduct on Saturday. Odds don't matter. Wow. I don't care which race either. Just not the wood. 
doing okay. Naira Betts contests for charity. So Matt is playing in the great Naira Betts contest on Wood Memorial Day Saturday, and it's for oh. charity. So in the chat, let's help out uh, not only Matt, but mainly let's help out the charity, which uh, I don't know if Matt wants to mention, uh, but I believe it's going to be the TRF. Um Thoroughbred Retirement Foundation. If you have a horse you absolutely love on Saturday, does not even have to be a price other than the wood, please put that in the chat um, and that will help the horses of, there you go, of the TRF. So, Matt, we, we put the bulletin out. Let's see what people say. Any other thoughts, Paul, before we move on to the next race? Uh, no, I, you know, again, the race, I think, Howard goes one or two ways, you know, logically with the one and three or you know, someone to someone just to really upset the apple cut. Someone mentioned the six in the chat, the donk horse, uh, who interestingly is is dropping down back into state bred company. I, I'm just not positive about the turf breeding. Uh, Twirling candy's okay on the top side, but nah. doesn't look like there's much on the dam side. Street no. sense dam doesn't really excite me on turf. No. But uh, but I will tell you this much, Howard. If a twenty to one shot wins this race. I will not be shocked. Um, what about the four guys? I have the four and second Eau Claire, who you think should be running in a track in Wisconsin, but they don't have a track in Wisconsin, so therefore we got to uh, run it there in um, New York. Recency, guys, it could play a big factor. The source has got some tactile speed and recency um, and, and is certainly you know well-bred and well-meant. I, I have uh, Eau Claire in second, guys, as a horse who's been running. I mean, yeah, sometimes I, it's as simple as that. You want a horse that's just been running. I have this one on my, when we get to the pick five ticket. So I had this one as a, as an A as well. And, and the, yeah. the horse that, that beat her last out came back and ran second in a stakes with an 82 buyer, which an 82 buyer would, and, and it wasn't, you know, four finished eighth, but was four and a half back. So not too bad. But before that was, you know, two fantastic races. I saw that, I think Nick said he's from Wisconsin, so he likes this horse and oh, also, you, you know, go. going with the sentimental. So, yeah. so Nick, that's on for you. Yeah, Prudent Girl is, is, is a nice horse. I mean, open company horse. And yeah, and, and Eau Claire was, you know, uh, where, where did she finish in that race? Was, you know, Eighth. four lengths back. Okay. I mean, yeah. but, it's, but it's a much tougher class. I mean, so, you know, uh, I don't know. By the way, the dam is uh, a quiet American um a, a quiet american mare called uh, sheboygan for those of you in the midwest which is also a city in wisconsin and michigan by the way also uh anyway a lot of midwest connections there with the number and, four. and how we should mention oh, someone mentioned donk in the chat i think they're referring to the two there's yep. two donk two donk three-year-olds and yep. this two uh now that i'm looking and, and jeffrey wilson brings up a good point this is kind of interesting because you want a state bred maiden and they put this horse yeah. put her right into open company stakes, the PG Johnson. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. Okay. Didn't, didn't run well there, but you know, now going back to state red state breads. Um, so I'll tell you how th this race is a headache. The more I look at it. <laughs> I, I've got the two as a beep. Uh, I'm very spready. Me very too. Spready I have. I do have the, the one bomb I have with, real quick was the eight Amanda's folly. I won't get into it too much. Doesn't look great, but since the claim, I like that the the form improved, even though it was on dirt. But there is some turf breeding there. So at twenty to one, if you're getting a horse who has some turf breeding, who's on the up and up, then at twenty to one, I'll take a shot in a race where I think anything can happen. Why not? Uh, let's go on to one of two fantastic dirt races here in the late pick five. The next race in the late pick five is the Carter. 
handicap. Always a very solid sprint race in New York in the springtime. It's race eight. Uh, it is $300,000 is the purse. Seven furlongs for older males. You see, this is a nice field. It's a small field, but it's a field of seven with some up-and-comers and some horses that we've heard of before. The Moorline favorite is a horse. That's been um, controversial is probably not a fair word, Paul, but this horse has completely turned his life around since Jamie Ness has taken over uh, the training. He's nine to five morning line. Uh, Wolfson is the jock that stays on. Let me go ahead and show the banners right now. I'm going with the four, but Paul, you and Pete are going with White Abario, who is my second choice, who has run well in New York. What is it you like about White Abario, Mr. Halloran? Well, just what you said, uh, the race coming, uh, the race that he's coming out of at Gulfstream has already produced two next out winners, uh, coming off a career best, uh, buyer, but has two works to hopefully mitigate the bounce factor. Uh, Safi ships just fine. Um, I'm not the biggest Paco Lopez fan in the world. In fact, I'm not a fan at all, but, uh, Hey Paul, wait. I'm, I'm looking back to see if oh, – no, there's no horse back there. Go ahead. That's my pocket <laughs> limitation. Forget it. Go yeah. ahead. That, that, that uh, fell flat on space. Yeah, okay. you could work on that. Yeah, <laughs> People Pete, at home get it. Come on. If you watch Paco, he's always looking back Pete, to see who's coming. Just freaking ride when the we hit Pete, when we hit zero viewers, can we just go to bed, Pete? Is that the plan? Yeah, that's just, plan? yeah. I'm gonna, I have to eat dinner. I haven't even eaten dinner, and i got to listen to this crap. I'm going to – I'm going to, you know. But, no, yeah, you know, Howard, I don't know. You know, not only is the horse four for four – now he did have a, a he did have a ninety seven buyer uh, in his uh, his previous lifetime, but could someone explain exactly where that one eleven comes from? <laughs> I mean that's a huge number, especially at Aqueduct in the winter. Sports fans, so I don't know. This horse took eight races to break his maiden. Uh, you know, solid horse, uh, grade play, uh, graded stakes placed. Uh, under uh, Greg DePrima, but uh, yeah, I mean, could he win this race by eight? Sure. Yeah. It's, it's, it's uh, again, another difficult race to get, to get off, uh, to start off the sequence because he could win or uh, I wouldn't be shocked if he ran out. There's some uh, cheeky comments in the chat that I just prefer not to bring up. Um, we all love this game, but listen, you got to call a spade a spade. You look at Repo Rocks had some nice rate. Look, he ran 99. I mean, he had some nice numbers for uh, Juan Vasquez. Um, but since Ness has taken over, I mean, uh, I, I who knows what the reason is, but all this horse Pete done has done has run really well. You've got him second. Yeah, I mean, you can you can be upset about whether you think something nefarious is going on, but that doesn't have anything to do with whether you think the horse is a horse you're going to put on your picks. Yeah. I mean, you have to you have to separate that. You can't. It's like the Baffer where some people are like, oh, I'm going to throw all the Bafferts out. OK, well, when you rip your tickets hmm. up, then go ahead. If you want to say you don't want a better race because of something like this, then you you have suspicions whatever. But if you're talking about who's going to win, then there's no reason why this horse can't win the race. Maybe won't. I mean, the one for 12 at the distance is funny. I mean, one, the one, the last one at the last one was, I guess, uh, was that with two back. So yeah, two back, you know, so it, it, it getting, it was seven for 12. So it's not out of the, out of the realm of possibility, but you see that and you're like, ah, nine to five shot maybe doesn't, 
love the distance, but also fired a 111 at this distance yeah. two back. So how the hell do you reconcile that? It's hard. Pete, it is fair to say this is his toughest test of the spring run that he's on. This is a real field. I mean, Paul's got uh, the three express man who ran a 107. I remember that debut, Paul, because I did not. Um, I don't think I bet him that day. I can't remember for St. Elias last summer. Just absolutely freaked. Hasn't run back to that, though. Um, what kind of trip do you think he's going to get? Because you've got him second. You think he's really live here? Well, I do. And, 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 and again, uh, being the sucker for the cutbacks at this distance, uh, I, I do think he – I think that he gets a stalking trip here. I don't expect him to go to the lead. But uh, I, I think certainly think the price is going to be right because, you know, regardless of what we think about Repo Rocks or anything else, he's 9-5 to five morning line and coming off those four races is definitely going to get bet. The five horses coming off a triple-digit buyer. White Barrios coming off a triple-digit buyer. This is a very competitive race. As you mentioned, Howard, the three does have that 107. Uh, the one is coming off a 99. So this is a very competitive race. And, you know, I, I think really the more you, I look at it, I think you're either in the Repo Rocks camp or not. And in a caveman-type situation, maybe you're singling him or just just trying to get three or four others home. Well, I'm mainly using Repo Rocks and um, uh, White Abario, but if there, if someone upsets the apple cart, I think it's this horse on the screen. This is a fast New York bred but by Lauban out of a Spitestown mare. Um, this horse is speed. He's legit. Um, he ran a hole in the wind last time against open allowance companies. Do they have to step up? Yeah. Pete, if this horse gets loose somehow, I, I wouldn't be shocked this horse wins. He's got to get the seven. That's the one thing, and he's got class maybe he's got to deal with. But this, this, I've seen this horse run. This is a serious horse. Yeah, the two notes I had, because I'm with you 100%, and, and it's there's other speed in here, but this is the speed of the speed. Not and from speed, the rail, yeah. yeah, from the rail should be able to just gun out, but – didn't run the bet. The worst race, the worst race he's run was at seven furlongs. So you take that for what it is. Cause every other race was good. And then yeah, classing up from here. But again, the only thing is there's some speed outside. So even though this one could gun, eventually there could be some other speed. If, if for some reason, maybe this one doesn't break as sharp or something. There could I be guess. other speed. I, mean, I don't think, I don't think little Vic is as fast to be honest. No, I no, I don't little, think so. Little Vic seems yeah. very happy just stalking. Um, yeah. I don't know. Where's, where's all the other speed. I mean, I don't, I think this one gets loose. I don't think he's going to win, but I think he will have the lead at the first quarter. I'll but I think, he, yeah, but I mean, any, anytime you can get a horse on the lead who's got talent, I'll take a shot, especially at a price. We I didn't talk about Ida Barrio real quick. I was just going to say that's yeah. one of those horses that we love that is good enough to run in the, you know, sort of the big route races, the route yeah. races, the bigger ones, but isn't up there where maybe shouldn't that's one of those you cut back to a you know to a to a one turn kind of horse and i think he's just going to be sort of a different horse so i think class wise i sort of like him if i had to pick him because that class and then the cut back and then the ability to have a little stamina at seven just seems ripe for a field like this okay um let's go but you to- know what howard the more you look at it white barrio oh for six outside of gulfstream he did run when he lost to what mind control, right? I'm going off of memory in in the in the fall or winter. Yeah, right? the cigar. He ran a pretty back. good race in the cigar yeah. mile, but 
Let me repeat, 0 for 6 outside of Gulfstream. That's, uh, yeah. Pete, okay. there's a stat. I'm trying to feed the stats of the day, Pete. I love them. I love it. I love it, Paul. Let's let's do it. It's less work for me to do. I'll just copy yours. Uh, Matt Miller brings up a point, though. Don't forget little little Vic, who you want to talk about recency and being in form. Yeah. Uh, coming off a really good race. Uh, got romped by Repo Rocks, but, you know, we'll see. Yeah. But uh, this horse is really in form. Yeah, little Vic ran well. I think that was six furlongs, right? Because I don't have this. I don't have the up right now. He's also I, he's two for two on the wet and ran his best buyer on the wet. So I wasn't. That was a little thing where I was like, well, maybe he's not as great yeah. on the wet track, and or maybe he's better on the wet track, and that moved him up a bit. So again, he's got some really good form though. So you never know. Could okay. be both. Uh, let's go to race nine, guys. This is one of my strongest opinions of the day in this race right here. Yep, that's right, Paul. If Paul's gonna be okay. It's all good. <laughs> Let's go to race nine. Uh, Matt Miller, are you listening? Matt Miller. Okay, here we go. Uh, race nine, five o'clock Eastern. It's an open allowance on the turf, one mile, Phillies and mares, three olds and up. You see the field here. You've got seven horses with an also eligible, the number eight, know-it-all. Audrey, again, most likely will not get in. She is main track only. You've got a fairly big morning line favorite here in the number six, Veronica Green for Chad and Jose Ortiz. Let me go ahead and bring up the banners here. Let's see where we're going with. You know what, guys? I'm going to go first. How's that? Okay. I'm going to go first in this race. I've got the four. Candle. Paul's got the four second. Pete's, uh, Pete's got the four third. So it's not as if this is some, you know, cute, wise guy long shot. I've got Candle is seven to two um, morning line and might go off at that. Here's my strong opinions, guys. Let me go full screen. First of all, I'm completely, totally, completely against expand the map on the win end. I know. It's Chad. It's Klarovich and Franco. Guys, I've seen this horse burn more money than I used to burn at the track when I was younger. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I don't think she's very good. I don't get it with this horse. She's going to be overbet again. I do not like the two. If she wins... God bless her. I think she's a C for me, like just in case. I do not like expand the map at all. Point number one. Point number two. Number six, Veronica Green, is clearly horse to beat, in my opinion, for Chad to finish a good third against Salima, which is a horse we talked about with Chad in the winter memories. Full disclosure, the six is absolutely the horse to beat, but is coming off a layoff. Not that Chad doesn't have great numbers off the layoff, blah, blah, blah. It's Peter Brandt. She's going to be favored. She is clearly the horse to beat. My strong opinion is that I like the four a lot, Candle. When you look at Candle, did nothing in her first two starts going long. Um, but look who she faced. Be your best. Uh, ex- I don't even know how to pronounce that horse, but that was a nice horse too. She faced good company at Saratoga. They gave, Shug gave her a rest, and they finally figured this horse out, and she exploded with an 85 buyer. Yes, I know it was sprinting, uh, going 108 and, you know, a little less than 108 and four. But what I really like, guys, is the last race, and we have to show it. She faced a horse called 30 Thou Calvin, who came up the rail with an absolute dream trip. And who came in second that race, guys? Breathaway. Who's Breathaway? Breathaway just won last week in a, in a stake race. And I thought Candle ran very well in this race. It was on the synthetic which he probably doesn't want the most. Candle was the sixth horse here, and she wanted to show some speed, and she 
Um, she's in this. She didn't break great. She's in between in the fairish colors. And watch what happens, guys. You can see she's in tight. She wants to go, and you you can t I can tell that she's pulling a little bit. She's okay. She's in the three path, but this is not good. You see her head. You see her head, guys. She's in between. I've talked about this claustrophobic, claustrophobic. Excuse me situation i do not like this trip where she's in between but despite that she ran very well now she's in the clear but she's got to be three wide here she is in the green she's three wide the winner is right here the number one and here's breathway the eight in those dan Re in those reeves mucho macho man silks here's the horse i like candle making a wide move after being in between horses and she runs very well she gets third. She's put in tight also, although I don't think this really matters, guys, to me. You see you're putting tight. She was finishing third anyway. You see right there she had to study, but that's not why I liked her. These two horses here, guys, are very nice. I like her upside. I blab down enough. I really like Candle. I hope she shows speed, maybe even a wire job, but she's going to get the jump on Veronica Green. There you go, Matt Miller. Candle at probably about three to one to upset the field. Sorry for talking so long. Guys, the floor is yours. Go ahead. Paul, you want to take that one? You have her in second. Yeah, you, I have her in agree? second. I, 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 all logical. Uh, she'll be, and she's going to be a B for me, but I might promote her based on my Uncle Howard's strong endorsement. Well, thank you, sir. I, thank you. Very um, much. I do like Veronica Green just because I think that Winter Memories was a pretty good race. I think Salim was a pretty good horse. Went out and tried a grade one race in California. Actually went to the lead, but it was a mile and a quarter race, and that was uh, about three-eighths of a mile too long for Salima. But, uh, yeah, I, I think the four is logical. I think Nick asked about the one in the chat. He said it's New York. <laughs> uh, New York, dirt yeah. to turf. I, I get that argument, but, you know, uh, he, someone's going to have to find the turf pedigree that, that says There is no horses. turf. I mean, there's no turf pedigree. and, and None. Maybe so, I'll use her as a C, like just in case. But yeah, I mean, well, geez, Nick, all, Nick is one no of our astute guys. So. The field. I don't. Yeah. I don't know what to say so, if that happens. Yeah, I no. I, so I, I think it's. Uh, I think it's six four. I kind of agree with you, Howard, on the two. Uh, it would be a defensive move for me in, in an ABC. Uh, maybe She's got a B, speed too, but by maybe, the way. So I think she could put the pressure on the one, Paul. Sorry to interrupt yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the two is a case of. Uh, you know, the horse is going to have to be better than she looks on paper to win this race. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, but as far as the layoff, do, do not with the layoff is exactly 0% factor with Chad Brown training, not 1% zero. So do they send the he, two to set up for the six or am I overthinking it, uh, Pete? Um, you know, I, I, I think <laughs> the two, I think they send the two because that's how the two wants to, wants sure. to go. Yeah. Right. Um, I think I look at the six and I pick the six as kind of a getting a similar trip as the last two, you know, kind of sitting off of it, whomever she's sitting off. But, uh, I, the more I look at it uh, with the other two races we just talked about, uh, and you'll see on my caveman, I am single to the six here just for that reason. I think this is Fair. the race you got to be thin, whether it's on the caveman yeah. or ABC. I agree. To me, it's all four six. I don't know if you guys looked at the three, and then we're going to move on. I mean, the three is getting – she is getting back to turf, Pete, but I just don't like the one for ten. We've talked about this a lot. I just no. – uh, maybe you'll be maybe you'll be two for 11 after Saturday, but I, I just don't see it. 
I mean, one for 12 lifetime, 0 for four in the top two at Aqueduct. I, you just have to show it at some point. And, and if that one beats me, then that's fine. You can, some of the horses, you just can't have them all. So that one's going to take my money, I guess. Yeah, I'm just four six. Any other thoughts, Pete, before we move on about that allowance? No, I, I like the two a little bit more than you guys do. I don't love okay. the two in any stretch, but I do think okay. that there could be some improvement there. And that field that she beat in the last one came back, I think, with two winners and then a, a, maybe a second in, in the next three horses out. So mm-hmm. maybe she could be one that wasn't great, like you were saying, last year, but maybe has moved forward a little bit. And then the second off the layoff could be the one. I, I don't love it in one way or the other, but I don't dislike the horse as much as maybe you guys do. Okay. Listen, we, I think we've seen the other Chad win just a few times in our lifetime. So many, I just many. don't like this one. This one is just. Uh. The four, your four scared me mostly because of the the sprint. I, I think the City of Light is fantastic turf sprinting. And I think that horse maybe is just better. Even in that last race, maybe the distance eventually just got to her sort of when she was, she was close and the distance just sort of wear her down late. So yeah. that was my only concern. So I kind of bumped her back to a B just for that reason. City of Light, by the way, is the sire of that monster that Ward ran last week at Gulfstream, the last race, the pick six. So the City of Lights have shown big time. Yeah, Let's yeah. go on to the next race, guys. It's a maiden. It's on turf. You see at the bottom of the screen, there's our uh, picks. They're going six furlongs. It's six furlong race <laughs> on turf, New York Reds. This thing is just, I, you know, it's wide open. And look at this board. I mean, are you kidding me, guys? <laughs> look That's at this. Look at this scroll I, the bottom I, of the screen. I don't think this I like wide any of open cluster <laughs> And look at this scroll. I don't think I liked any of these horses. I was like, they couldn't have switched to one of the graded stakes out and dr- dropped this one back to like the third race or oh, something. Gosh. It's a you field of uh, you know, 11. You haven't switched the scroll yet, Howard. Oh, right. maybe that's why we all like the same Whatever. horses. You didn't switch the scroll. That's why we all yeah, like the same horses. Race nine, right? No, no we're on the 10th. Ten. I did? No. Trust us. We can read. It says race no, nine. No, the, the scroll. The scroll. The scroll oh, oh. is right. There we go. Now we're different. Wow. Okay. It's been a long day. Um, Tell us. It's been a long week, pal. <laughs> Well, all right. The, the I apologize. Is Hold Paul, on. Paul is very astute. I, I effed up. My bad. All right. I'm still on. on top of my game, Pete. Look at right. you. And, well, and look at those picks. Those picks are phenomenal. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Yeah. They are pretty still similar. You guys have both yeah. 411. Uh, the Moorline favorite here is the <laughs> number five at three to one. Strictly taboo for Clement and Davis. You guys are both going with Lakeside Getaway, Trombetta, and Paul's man, Paco. Uh, yeah. Who wants to go first, <laughs> Pete? You, you want you want me to take this one because you yeah, don't want to you don't want to curse Paco again. Okay, I I don't have the most uh I don't, I don't have the most convincing argument. The one thing I did like on you know this horse at least on turf, the buyers have increased each one. Now the results haven't really come with that necessarily. But one thing I did like is there's the cutback deck from a mile in the last race. Actually, in the last two those first three races was sort of stuck in the back and doesn't look like it was, it was her best game. The last two, she was much closer, but going maybe a little longer than she wanted. So now you're getting the cut back. Maybe you have a little bit of a different style now where this one can sit up close, was chasing a super hot pace in the last one and still 
held on pretty well. I think Paco will be aggressive with her. And then the horse that won last time was a nice brown Klarovich first timer. So it wasn't completely unexpected either. So I think this one maybe has a little upside with the with the cutback and the new, maybe the new running style. Um, what am I missing with weekend rags, Paul? What are you missing with weekend rags? Uh, is it a I think, you on a Bray with a turf well, sprint. Is he? Is he? I, turf, I just is think, I think What is it? I, I think there is some speed. I, I think the speed is what I'm uh, strictly what I was basically going. I think the sauce okay. is going to go. Uh, I know it's six. It's it's you know the the sprint here is six, not five. But um, you know, not knowing what a few uh, one of the first timers is going to do. It doesn't look like on paper it's that fast. I think, uh, you know, Pennington, especially with Frankie Pennington coming into town to ride, uh, I think that they will send this horse and that that's my basis for putting them on the board. Yeah, I'm trying to see if there's other speed and I'm trying to wonder why I didn't have the 11 anywhere. I just, I don't know, it looked like this horse stops. But you know what? In, in second thought, and this is why I love this show, uh, I've got to upgrade this horse. Uh well, yeah. one thing, one thing, Howard yeah, she, was she, the she can absolutely win. A brave is real good service sprinters too, by the way. Two back was the two back was the you know moved right up into a stakes race off the second, so yeah. you get a little bit more there. And then the last one did cut the yeah did cut the fractions and maybe couldn't hold, but I don't know. Again, if you can get some speed up top, I think. I, again, Paul, I don't imagine it's a ringing endorsement. I imagine it's a it's a one of a few that can win this one yeah. for sure. Oh yeah, you got to be spreading. Yep. Uh, Matt, take, Matt, hey Matt, Matt, take take it easy, big guy. All right, it's been a long. <laughs> this, is only my, this is only my what going on hour three of tonight's. So take take it easy. All right. Hey Matt, it. I think you meant uh, this guy, not these guys. I think you, I think you wrote that wrong. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sure that's what he meant. Um, <laughs> guys, I've got a wacko horse. Are we ready? Good. Good, we need one in this race. I know some, I think Nick Feldman likes Strictly Taboo, the five. I watched the replay. I'm not going to show it now. Maybe it was just a means to an end. She didn't do a lot of running, but I know the Clements are very good guys at like giving a, uh, putting a race into a horse, then moving it up to New York. So that this five can absolutely win. I've got her as an A. I just didn't love the, the replay that I saw. Here's my wacko guy. It's the number three. Charisse. You look at this horse and you're like, Howard, have you completely lost your mind? No, I have not lost my mind. Guys, there's no reason to show the replay because she did zero running first time out. There's no trouble. There is no issue. But I'll tell you what I noticed. First of all, it was a sloppy track and she was climbing. This is absolutely a turf horse. I am fully convinced. This is a turf on turf. Look at this is a, a street sense is a nice uh, turf sire. Look at the damn side. This is a the mayor is out of Dane Hill dancer Maximova. Who's Maximova? Wow. Okay, long distance, yes, but serious turf horse, right? Siblings, um, not not too much to show from the siblings side, but you know Sandro the Great was okay. This is absolutely a turf horse, guys. In a race that I have absolutely no idea what to do, and here's what really convinced me. Are you ready for this, Mister uh, Stat Guy Pete Visco? Carmouche uh, with Hennig. Carmouche with Hennig. I'm like, this is going to be a stat when I first looked it up. How about 20% with this combination, guys? 31% uh, in the money. And the average winning mutual, Pete, with Hennig and Carmouche, $22. Nice. 
this, I'm telling you, I don't know if this horse wins. This three is going to run, guys. I really feel like this three is going to show us something. Maybe she will come from the clouds and clunk up for third. I don't know. But this is a complete cluster race, and this horse is going to be a bomb. I think she's going to be like 20 to 1. I'm using her. She, she's in, she's a B for me. I, I'm fascinated with this horse. I really am. I had funny. I had the three as a C more for just for, for sort of the same Thanks, argument. Simon. Appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> I mean, it, it was one where I'm like, that race was so bad, but I did think the breeding was, was more turf. So I didn't understand. And it was the slop. So you never know how that's going to go. The only thing I had a, a Hennig stat over 15 first time on turf in a second career start. So okay. I, I didn't love that one, Fair but enough. again, I threw it as a C just because, Hey, if this one likes the turf, who the hell knows in this field? So it's the breeding, but the Carmouche angle. If there was some like knucklehead yeah. on this horse, Pete, I would completely dismiss her. No, he knows Carmouche what he's doing. on this horse. Yeah, there. You know who's who wants. You know who's an aggressive rider too. I don't know. I, I'm very curious to see how the three does in race ten. Well, All right, guys. Be, it'll be behind by like 32 lengths at like the half, and then you're just sitting there she laughing at yourself. Run. But I'd that's okay. Just, yeah. Yeah, I probably just jinked the horse completely. <laughs> All right, let's go to the right banner. Boom. There we go. Let's go right to it. The Wood Memorial, guys. It's a very exciting race, of course. This is a big derby prep. Grade two, $750,000 is the purse. Of course, it's for three-year-olds. Mal and Nath, at least one, if not two, of these horses are absolutely going in the Kentucky Derby, at least based on points, without a question, if not three horses here. The Moorline favorite is all the way on the outside, the bottom of the screen, for Cox and Franco, the number 13 Hit Show and those Gary and Marion West uh, pink colors. I'm going with Hit Show despite the post. Paul, you're going with a very interesting horse that I've followed a lot this spring. Pete's horse, uh, Pete's got this horse second, Slip Mahoney. And Pete, Pete, I love you. This is one of my sneaky plays <laughs> the entire day. Not so sneaky. Pete is going with Croupy. Let's go with Paul first. You're in with Slip Mahoney. Had a tons of trouble last time is six to one in this spot, Paul. Yes. Uh, I think, you know, there's been a lot of talk about Cox's horses, Howard. This guy really hasn't been, you know, uh, on, on his A team, so to speak. But, you know, we certainly like that second start where he got nailed by a neck by uh, the, the race that prompted us to to bet TT in the Derby Futures, I think, right? Yeah. Um, thought he ran okay last time. Ray's Kane. We'll see how, you know, Ray's Kane runs in the bluegrass. Um, well, he had but, trouble, Pete, uh, Paul. He had, he had trouble. He's the he 11. Got, he had trouble. And, he and he, the start and then the end real quick. And he got underway really late after the trouble, didn't he? Yeah, we'll watch it here. It was a really weird race. There was a loose horse. He's in that yellow cap there. He just breaks. He's got a little tap of trace in this race. He doesn't usually do that, though. He's usually up close, and he's way the hell back here, and he's climbing, and uh, it's not what you want to see, Paul, as of now. Well, yeah, I mean the race is, you know, certainly the fact but, that he runs the fact that he runs second from there here he is, is is pretty good. He's in the parking lot, Paul, and makes well, a big he has run. To be. You know, when you're coming from that far back, um, you know, so now you know they're at the quarter pole now, and he's second to last still. And yeah, yeah this was the loose horse race. <laughs> the, the loose horse ran a monster in this race, by the way. This one um, really hurt me in the pick five. This was painful because I had like the second, third, fourth place finishers. Yeah, this, this really was a this was a screwy race, though. Howard. Yeah. it really it really was. The, the loose horse presents uh, 
it's just a variable that you really don't know how it's going to affect. But, you know, usually they just kind of bolt on the turn. Yeah. This horse stayed to his uh, – I, I made a mental note. I might have put that horse in my horse watch after the race, <laughs> actually. Um, yeah, I think this horse is a square price. Uh, I think the 13 the best horse. Uh, does the post make him vulnerable? Well, certainly more vulnerable than he would be in, you know, the, the, the three through eight. I mean, it is that the start is pretty close to the turn, as the diagram will show you. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm going to certainly use the 13 uh, as an A, but uh, I, I'm, the five, I think, has a chance to pull an upset. I've got the five as a C. I don't completely discount you, but his best running style, at least Paul, looks like on the lead. I know he closed last time, but it was a slow fig. So I don't think he wants to do that. I think he wants to be somewhere. I don't think he's impossible. Pete, um, well, let me talk about Hit Show, and then we can talk about Kruppi. Um, This is the horse to beat. It's a horrible post, obviously. Similar to Tappet Trace, I suppose, if you don't think Tappet Trace wants the inside. I know he got a perfect trip last time, and I also know he didn't face much. But everything about this horse to me, Pete and Paul, screams like he's improving. It's Cox. It's Franco. I think he's going to work out a trip. I would never, you know, like, bet him at a low price here, but he just feels like the horse to be to me, Pete, despite the post. Yeah. I mean, I think the post is really the only, the only negative because this horse is definitely improving. The, the, the breeding shows that the more distance, the better. And that sort of showed in the, in the withers where at a mile and an eighth, this horse won for fun, basically. Now it was closing into, you know, passing a hot pace and beating some horses that maybe aren't that great, but still was really impressive. This is one that when I, you know, I do sort of my derby top 10 each week. This was one that I, I was always confused about. So I was like, I'm just waiting for the next race. Just want to see what he comes back with next time. Also, he's a gray off the pace horse. You know, I love those. So that's, I've always got a sentimental, sentimental spot for them, but I think as long as this horse breaks well, gets in a decent position and doesn't need to be super close, but isn't way in the back, then I think it's the best horse in the race. Now, may not win, but I still think it's the best horse with the best upside. Pete, there's one horse that comes to mind when I saw Kruppi and, 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 and I mean, I've seen this horse run before, but when I deep dived, do you know the horse, Pete and Paul, that I thought of when I saw Kruppi? No. Does anyone know in the chat what horse I'm thinking of similar to Kruppi? To me, it's like six out like a sore thumb in this race. Anyone? New York related? Yes. Like wood related? Are you thinking yes. of... Um... Yes. Yes. Come on, Pete. You got it. Bourbon- this, Bourbonic. This is Bourbonic yeah, yeah, yeah. 2.0. But Pete, this is your top choice, so I'll let you talk. Well, this is enough. I mean, you got to love when a horse doesn't break their maiden after six and you got them winning the, you know, the last one of the oh, last yeah. derby preps. But uh, I'm taking a shot. This is one I, I had as actually my long shot play in the Risen Star and just broke terrible, was yeah, way too far wrong. back, still came home, you know, with the best time in the field. Now had to pass a million horses and didn't run that well. Yeah. But I do think that there's just there's a lot of speed in here and there's some, there's a lot of cheap speed potentially in here. So I think if they go, if they can go a little wild up front and this race falls apart, similar to the race we just watched, then I think this one is one that if, if as long as he's not, as long as again, it doesn't happen like it happened last time. I don't want to see this horse in 13th. 
But if this horse is sitting in six, seven somewhere, he's got a monster late kick. And at this distance, I think he can potentially make a move and run into this, run into this pace. And we'll see. Pete, normally I'd wait, but we have someone backstage who completely agrees with you and partially with me because I love this horse. So listen, sometimes you need validation and I can't think of too much uh, more important validation than from Mr. Hawthorne himself, Mr. Jim Miller. Jim, are you a Krupy fan, Jim? I am. That's my horse. I'm with you guys. I think you're going to get the price. I think everything that <laughs> Pete said is going to work out. I think this horse is going to run huge. Is it weird to say, guys, that one of the best possible preps leading into the Derby has been the Risen Star? That's kind of what it seems so far. Everybody that's coming out of that race is coming back and running huge. So why not? Why can't this horse do it too? Yeah. Jim, I mentioned, I mentioned this is Bourbonic 2.0. I mean, there's other speed in the race. Yep. Uh, Something weird can happen. There's speed on the inside. Hit shows all the way on the outside. I'm not convinced of anyone. This is a dead closer. It's Rapoli. It's Carmouche. It's play. Are we going to get to 12 to one though, Jim? Yeah. I think you yeah. get every bit of 12 to one. The horse is still a maiden. You'll get 12 to one for sure. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Real quick in the, in the chat, Jeffrey Wilson mentioned, yeah. the mentioned the 11 who actually like as well. The post scared me a little bit just because if this one doesn't break, but I do think the 11 is, is bred to run beat croupy three back is bred to run long. Yeah. So the extra distance and it's two for two going the mile in the eighth. So I had this horse right behind as the others. I just thought maybe a little bit of less experience, but I do like the 11. So I'm, I would be happy with like an 11, nine exacta and just blow this whole thing up. Paul, and shout that- out to the New York bread. who have gotten second. And then we're going to go to our pick five Arctic arrogance, who I'm, I respect your opinion. Of course, Paul, I'm totally against unless the blinkers off is a factor. This horse just doesn't finish against better company, but listen, you could do worse than this horse. Well, and, and I think we look at Vale place brings up a good point in the chat. The other New York bread here, shadow dragon for Mott. Yep. Now, you know, Rocky can didn't run well last Saturday, but didn't run horrifically. Um, no. This horse ran very well. I was there for that race. The Holy bull ran very well. You know, I mean, Forte, Rocket Can, Cyclone, Cyclone Mischief came back and, and ran very well. So, I mean, the Fountain of Youth was an immeasurably better race than this race. Yeah, yeah I agree. By a mile. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad. I would appre- I appreciate Vail, uh, Vail Place. Uh, I had kind of overlooked this horse, and uh, I am now going to definitely use this horse. I'm going to use – I will use all the New York breads every day, all day, Howard. Hey, Vail. Oh, you just spent more time, Paul. You just spent more time talking about Shadow Dragon than your second choice, Paul. <laughs> yes, I did, didn't I? Yeah, he, he, did. he loves he loves the mods. Well, you know, he's no, always going to go tell you what, <laughs> I don't. I don't think Pete. You know, I don't know. I know you talked about the speed and setting up for Krupy. I, I don't know. I don't know how much speed is in this race. Uh, and I get you, Howard. A mile and an eighth looks like a big ask for this horse, but you know. Hit show beat him, beat him last time, but if Hit show has trouble, um, what is this horse doing though, Paul? Well, this horse is going to go. This horse, well, is right? Going. I mean, right? So, I think there's well, about four horses that that go. I think there's about four that potentially could go. So, I mean, Hit show has to go a little bit, right? I mean, well, he has to go a little bit. He doesn't doesn't have to go the lead no. from out there. He's got to get you know he's got to get out of the parking lot to use your right. term, but right. but 
I, I don't know, Pete. Who's who's really fast in the race? The one's got some speed, right? Well, I'm not. I don't even. I don't even need like hot fractions. I just need speed that I don't love on the top, dueling it out with each other. I don't care if yeah. they go super, super hot. I just don't want it to be slow. Oh. And I think, I think Slip Mahoney needs to go a little bit. Uncle Jay. If this horse is in the race, he's going. I don't know if the six is going to be here or Keeneland, but the six is going to go with Harky. If, if he's in the race, guys, I'm pretty. I think Dream like Uncle Jake, Arctic Arrogance, and who's the one I'm missing? Well, yeah, Uncle Jake's got a 120. What is he going to do from out there? I mean, I don't so know. So I just think that Mr. there's some horses that guy? need to go. Yeah, Mr. There's well, a lot. Of, there's a lot of cheap. Jim, there's a lot of cheap speed in this race. Well, and the thing about it, guys, and like you mentioned, when the speed is all stuck outside, they yeah. kind of have no choice but to go. Yeah. And then you get the maiden on the inside who, again, probably has no choice but to go. I think that's the reason why you're going to see three or four horses out there and things will be pretty honest up front. Don't be shocked if you're looking at this race and you're looking at 22 and change in the opening quarter, maybe 23, and they're kind of scooting along out there. The faster they go, the better it is for good old Kruppi. That's right. <laughs> Kruppi might be 25 back, but it just – and you can, you might be able to time that last quarter, that last eighth gym with a sundial like two years ago in this race. I'm telling you. I had croupy. I had I had bourbonic visions handicapping this race. But I hope you and I are are correct because I'm using croupy everywhere. That is my reverse key underneath play of the day. Croupy to maybe not win, but at least be in the money. Yeah, Pete, like let's that. get to our pick five. So we Jim's on until nine o'clock tonight. <laughs> uh, Pete, your pick five is one three four eight nine with four six with two six with four five eleven with five nine thirteen. As you mentioned, you take your ninety plus the 108 from the last show and it is under 200 so we're, we're, all we're averaging here we're av- what was it transitive property who's who said that earlier <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> it, it's called addition yeah, well, well and and division a little bit you could divide by two there we oh, go well, let's make right, it go complicated. Ahead. talk about your ticket Pete. so <laughs> um, my ticket gets a little chalky in the middle so i'm hoping in in the and i'm hoping in the first leg to maybe catch that eight or nine but i i didn't like this race that much the one and the three who were the favorites have a little second and third itis so and then in the second leg i just went with the chalk i like white abario Third leg, I went with the two Chads, so chalky again, unfortunately. And then I do like that that lakeside getaway, the four in the tenth. So I think if we can get that one at a half decent price, and then when Croupy rolls by at twenty-two to one, we close this bad boy out and cash a cash a nice juicy ticket. But just in case he runs like crap, I still have Hit Show and Slip Mahoney, and I have a bunch of B's and C's. That because I, I think that race, if if Hit Show doesn't win, I think that race could be almost any of them. This this is a tough pick five, guys. This is this in a weird way it feels tougher than Keeneland. I almost never would say New York. Oh, versus, it's, you know, it's definitely oh, it's tougher, much tougher. Yeah. yeah. Well, Paul, it's not gonna be that tough for you because you're gonna crush oh, it with your seventy-two dollar pick five. Paul's one three five nine with one three four six with six with four seven eleven. With five, seven, thirteen, seventy-two bucks, you are singling that Chad layoff horse, Veronica Green, in leg three. Yeah, well, after I was four deep in the first two, I figured I better get on the Jenny Craig plan pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I, I had a single there, and and you know I'd probably like to be deeper. I could be deeper. I could add one in the last race and still be under a hundred. Speaking of math. Um, yeah, so I, I think those are spreads, and and actually that second to last leg, uh, that maiden race is, oh. is 
that's probably more than a three deeper. This is a, this is a sequence begging for the alphabet as opposed to the caveman. Hey, Paul, you should get like a free T-shirt or something because your two 50-cent tickets didn't even get to 100 on today's shows. So See, I think that. that should be – I think I think Howard owes you like a, a, that Belmont T-shirt well, that he's wearing or something. Maybe, that. He'll buy me, maybe he'll buy me a beverage at Keeneland next That's week. true. There you That's go. He can buy maybe. you one of those. What, what was the – stop, stop complaining about how long you've been on the show this week, then maybe I will. The, the bread pudding? <laughs> buy him a bread pudding. What was it or whatever the heck it oh, was you were talking about? Buy pudding. him that. Jeff, have you been to Keeneland? I'm assuming you have, right? I have. Yeah, I have. Uh, great great place is, to go. Bread pudding and burgoo is unbelievable. Both of them. Yes. Have you? Yeah, I, I, I endorse both. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Jim's more of a bourbon guy. I can tell he, he was at that bar that has only bourbon, like 50 different types of I bourbon. Was, yep. <laughs> and and it was very uh, good. And you, and you said, you have to sample, you sample just a little bit. You do. Uh, guys, did I single anyone? And if I did, whom? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that hmm. stupid can that stupid four horse that you like. Candle, yeah. Third leg, yeah, yeah. Candle. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't stupid. watched this show. That's gonna get run, that's gonna that's gonna get run down and, and that's fall a lock, down Pete. like in the last That's eight. a lock, Pete. That's a single <laughs> lock, Pete. No singles. No, no single. Yeah, he, he's not he's not even man enough to hey. single his best bet. Come on, man. <laughs> well, look. <laughs> I got to use Veronica Green, guys. I I, I might that's be true. silly, but yeah. I'm not stupid. You can't you can't single against two Chads. That's that's pretty stupid. That would be pretty. That would actually be stupid. One two three four seven nine with four six with four six with three four five seven with nine thirteen. Let me say, you guys made a very good argument for the eleven in the second to last leg. I will find a way for viewers and listeners to use that eleven, the Abreu layoff turf sprinter who has not been on turf yet in race 11. I don't know how that would change my uh, caveman ticket there on the bottom of the screen. But anyway, um, to me, my strong opinion really is you only need four, six and four, six in the two in the second, third leg. You do that. You can spread other places. Look at the last race, Pete. If I had to play a caveman, I got the best horse and I have the best closer in a race that I think could fall apart. I think Krupy's live. I really do. He's not the best horse. For the best horses, not always win. Guys, it's been a great show. It's been a great week, and we're not done, Pete and Paul, because we'll be back Saturday live, 4.15 Eastern. Um, I'm hoping Pete and Paul are going to be there. I actually haven't coordinated their schedules yet, but I'm sure there'll be some people there joining me for our live show. Guys, you've worked your ass off this week, seriously. Thank you so much. From the bottom of my heart, the viewers and listeners, Paul, you can go back to sleep now. You can get some rest. <laughs> Pete, enjoy it. Good luck to you guys. Uh, this weekend. Take care, guys. Thanks yeah, a lot. Take care, Jim. See you, guys. See you everybody. Good luck. See you, Jim. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. All right, Jim. Thanks for waiting. Thanks for joining the show a little bit early. Um, I've been crazy busy. We had a show earlier today. We did, we did a double header with um, Keelan. So I'm going to apologize. How's Hawthorne today? Fill me in. What happened? It was awesome. It was insane. We bet almost $3 million on the card, which for oh. us is a, is a big number. Yeah, two three million. Two point nine two five million for the nine races today. Beautiful. Uh, had, had a, a race over half a mil. There we um, go. And I'll tell you, here's what it is. It's the reason we got off of Saturdays and moved to Thursdays. Because you just talked about the great cards on Saturday, the great racing Saturday. I want to watch it as well too. Yeah. Everybody's going to want to watch it. Well, that would bury Hawthorne a little bit. So we moved to Thursdays and look at today. Okay, we had us in Gulfstream and Mahoning Valley early. And then later on in the day, it was Hawthorne. And, and that was it. Oakland's done with Thursday cards. Fairgrounds is done with their meat. There's no Southern California racing. 
and we had a big day. So you go out there and you want to showcase the fact that we have the 12% takeout on the win play show wagers, which we were able to do so. A lot of really good pools. We had some long shots that uh, came in today. Track played really evenly, but yeah, it's the reason we made the change and it definitely paid off for the uh, positive. Terrific. We we appreciate it and we we love we got a ton of viewers sticking on to watch. Please don't go anywhere. Jim gives great opinions on Hawthorne. Jim, I played the late pick four yep. last Sunday, and the, the seven comes off the rail. That's the one that like 15 to one come up the inside. And that was a horse hustled that into that race, that? too, from the racing office. It was one of those things that was interesting. Oh, um, Orlando Mojica rode that horse. And the one thing you're going to learn if you don't follow our circuit or he goes over to Horseshoe Indianapolis. He will always ride a horse through the wire. And you'll see some guys that'll kind of ease back or whatever and may not ride as hard for third or fourth or fifth. It doesn't matter for him. He will always ride through the wire. He rode a horse by the name of Highbrow today that looked completely beaten at the 16th pole. Looked like it had absolutely no shot. Horse got beaten about that much on the wire. And then the jock, I think, was very confident on the horse that won, but he never gave up. So something to look at when you're looking at your riders, but when Orlando Mojica's riding a horse, you know you're going to get a great effort. Before we talk about the pick four, I have one other thing. There's a three-year-old filly named Mendrell, and I'm sure yes. you know about this horse. Can oh, we talk- I know very well. Can we talk about this horse, Jim? And people are like, who the sure. heck is Mendrell? Even I had to look it up. Can you find so a Mendrell- um, is a was a whore, is a thrilled filly yep. that raced at Hawthorne. And yep. my big overall arching point here, Jim, is great horses can come from anywhere, and Hawthorne has underrated stock. That's sort of the the, the take that I have here. Mendrell uh, smoked five furlongs, fifty six point four on March sixteenth. Excuse me, fifty six and four fifths. Two one hundredths of a second off the track record. One by 12 lengths, got an 89 buyer. What happened to this horse that debuted at Hawthorne? A private purchase for Maticat will be trained by Chad Brown. This is a horse by Blame out of a broken vow mare. Jim, good horses can win, come from anywhere, and Hawthorne's got good horses there. And the thing that was really interesting about that race, we've had horses come out of that race and run really well. Horses that were beaten 12, 13, 14 lengths there you go. and have come back and raced very well. You talk about good horses that can come out of Hawthorne. I spent the morning on the backside with Larry Ravelli and two Phils this morning who's Saw training at Hawthorne. And I kind of asked, I asked Larry, I said, okay, what's your plan leading up to the Derby? He said, we're staying here at the home base. This is what we're, that is we're familiar so cool, with. isn't it? We're, yeah, we're going to train all the way up to the Derby. We're going to have our work set Hawthorne in preparation. And then probably the Saturday or Sunday, the week before, is then when the horse will ship over to Kentucky so they can school in the paddock, get familiarized with everything there. But he's going to keep the horse at the home base all the way up until then and then head to Kentucky. So no official work at Churchill for two No, films. he's going to work at Hawthorne. That's breaking news for yeah. at least me. I haven't. Wow, that's yeah. He was, um, he was talking listen, about probably two works, two more works at Hawthorne leading up to the Derby. The Hawthorne service is excellent. Um, this is not a knock on Hawthorne at all. As a better, I don't love that. I'd like to see him work over the sure. Churchill Strip, but Jim, he's he's ran there and they're obviously yeah. comfortable. So there's no kind of. You know, they, they don't have to acclimate him to that strip. I guess that's probably yeah. the reason why, right? Yeah, he's run there and, and run well. So okay. that's one of the there things, too. So his preference. Wow. And, and the other thing, too, with Hawthorne is you keep a little bit of the hoopla away, too. Because you know when you're nice watching every single horse that steps foot on the track, yeah. there's going to be cameras on them. There's going to be people at the barn. There's going to be so much going on. When you're at Hawthorne, 
He's in a three-aisle barn. He's in the middle aisle, in the middle of the middle aisle. He's just kind of amongst his other horses and that that are Ravelli-trained horses, and that's it. It's a very quiet barn. It's very laid back, and this horse is very laid back. He walked on the track and stood there for 15 minutes just watching horses pass by and then went about his business. But I like the move, and I'll tell you, the other thing I talked to Larry Ravelli about, he said, I don't care what the post is. I really don't care. He said, the way this horse runs, just get me out of the gate and let me be covered up by another horse. I'll be just fine. Jim, if this horse wins coming from Hawthorne, that would be a great feather in the in the Carey family and your family, just everyone. That would just be, boy, that would be a nice boost for Hawthorne and an unbelievable a story. So, yeah. all right, let's get on to the pick four quickly. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to show the uh, PPs. We're just going to show the entries. Yeah. Again, on the bottom of the screen, Jim, you see your picks. You were excellent last week. Just had one little um uh the, the third leg we had we had a tough beat there uh bad. you're going one four three in race five again this is sunday everyone yep. this is sunday late pick four at hawthorne starts with a real nice optional allowance uh 50 claimer going two turns you're going one four three and and make note howard there's only four tracks i believe running on sunday so it's going to be there one of go. those where, where you should have a very big pool on easter sunday so yeah for this late pick four you want to jump in um Larry Ravelli right here, act the fool, the one horse. This is a horse that you have to look to in this spot. He said he had no idea what this horse did in its in its debut at Turfway Park over the poly. He's like, you wanted everything to go wrong. Everything could have gone wrong for the horse that day. But then he said, okay, I pulled the horse off Lasix, put the horse on conventional dirt, and it was a completely different racehorse. This horse ran out of the screen. He said, horse is working very well out of that race. He's like, Half-mile drill in 53 doesn't seem like a whole lot, but everything he's doing leading into the race is just fine. That's actually going to be a single for me there in race number five on my ticket. And I know some people agree with me on this, some don't. I don't like when there's an optional tag and horses are in for the tag. To me, that's a negative. And I fully understand, Jim, and you're very familiar with condition books. I understand that some of the reason why they're in for the tag is because they've passed their condition. I get it. I still don't like the for sale sign up. If I have a choice between a horse that's in for in for fifty or not, and especially for a race like this when it's straight three year olds, when you're seeing your three and up or your four and up, and the horses that have been running through conditions time and again and again, it's yeah. a completely different story. Every horse in here could be protected and would probably never run at this condition again, or maybe run one more time. So, yeah. is it really worth going in there for the tag, hoping you don't get claimed, and then coming back for no tag and trying? This race may not even go again this meet. So it's one of those things where. Act the Fool is not in for the tag. I think everything sets up nicely. Uh, race six is a, a claiming 8,500, six furlongs. Uh, there are some conditions in this race here. You got a field, pretty big field of nine. The more line favorite, wide open, according to your more line, is the number seven, CeCe's Kitten for Rodriguez and Julio Felix. You're going 875, Jim. Yeah, and it's just looking at the pace scenario more than anything. Jack Van Berg's a horse that's going to show speed. Winging Ways shows speed. King Tito shows speed in here. And CeCe's Kitten, who I could put in the mix. But Chicks for Free just looks to get a great trip. This horse ran for the 85 in that last out. Settled back. Closed nicely late. You actually get probably a little bit stronger finisher in the saddle in this race now and Chris Amy aboard. And that's something that I think will benefit Chicks for Free. And you go a 16th of a mile further. But the other thing we talked about throughout the course of these shows, Howard, it's starting to warm up. So the way the track plays at Hawthorne completely changes. It's not all inside speed anymore. You can come from off the pace and win. That's going to help a horse like Chicks for Free in race number six. 
Jim, did I see close to 80 degrees late next week in the Chicago yeah. area in and, mid-April? Hello. Here, and here's the thing that I love. <laughs> Fertilizer is on the turf course. The turf course gets aerated next week. And that's stuff that you have to start preparing for because when we get to May, you're looking at the start of four months of grass racing as well at Hawthorne. So you're going to have a really nice high quality of race. And uh, it's one of those things to add the turf course in there for the summer, something we really haven't ever dealt with because we're always either spring or fall. And it's not the best weather conditions for turf. So this will be kind of nice to have for summer grass racing. Um, beginning of May is the beginning of the turf season yep. for Hawthorne for sure. Yep. Is that right? Yeah, we're looking at beginning of May. Yeah, we want to give a little Perfect. bit of time because it's a longer season, a little bit of time yeah. for that grass to grow a little bit more. Smart. We also got a ton of rain, by the way, recently yeah. here. So we got to be careful with that. Uh, race seven is optional claiming 40,000, six furlongs, um, open company. There are some Illinois, a bunch of Illinois breads actually in this race, it's a field of eight. The more line favors the number two sharp hero. Mohik is in the saddle. That's who you're going with. And that's all I think you have to go with in here. Sharp hero is a very solid racehorse. Ten starts at Hawthorne, eight of ten on the board, three of those coming as victories. Beat this company as the even money favorite two starts back and did it rather easily. That final start in the meet was just kind of a weird race for Sharp Hero. Didn't get away real well. Wasn't the best type of trip. This is an easier bunch. Like you mentioned, there's a lot of Illinois-bred horses here that have kind of worked their way through those Illinois-bred conditions. Sharp Harrow, not in for the tag in this race, as you mentioned, and the horse likes the track. I think a complete stand out there in race number seven. Sounds like a single in his pick four. It we'll, is. we'll soon find out. Yep. The uh, last leg of the uh, pick four is the main claiming 15. They're going two turns. I, I like any two-turn races, especially with the cheaper races. Jim, I just I don't like five and a half furlongs with the cheaper horse. I, I prefer two turns. I think it's a little more of a separator, in my opinion. It's a big, boy, this is a big, bulky field of nine. Great field sizes, everyone, Sunday at, at, at Hawthorne. You got to take advantage of it. Moorline favorite is the number one gold smoke, seven to two for Bentler and Arietta. You're going seven, nine, one uh, in the last race. Up Here's there. how hard I thought this race was to make a line. Gold Smoke finished eighth beat in 12 and a half in that last out, and that's the seven to two Oof. favorite. It's just, it, it's such wow. a wide open race in here. And when you see my ticket, you'll understand why. Okay. Modifier is the horse I went to on top. I like that this horse is stretching back out. They probably needed that last start getting that sprint in because they only had one workout going into that race. And then they still ran a decent race. Wait so a minute. Now, yeah. Yes, wow. exactly. And, and this is a horse that might actually be destined for the grass later on. Yeah. But the horse is definitely wanting two turns. So Manny Perez had a nice winner on today's card for the same ownership group. But when you see my ticket, you'll understand how wide open this race is. But uh, it's kind of a fun way to close out the card because you'll have the jackpot high five for that race, the end of the pick four sequence, closing out that Easter uh, Sunday card, and then everybody can go and have their Easter dinner too. The Florida bred Gio Ponte. Uh, Florida bred by Gio Ponte. Wow. Yeah. All right. Let's take a look at his uh, pick four. Here is Jim Miller's <laughs> pick go. four. Wow. I love it. I, I like the creativity here. Um, by the way, Jim was really close to hitting the big Oaklawn pick five last week Man. when he was on the show. Ford, we both had the horse at the end. Um, that was Green Parney was the only horse that beat me. Yeah. Yeah, he just didn't run real well. But no. you were you were right there, Jim. You were your idea was great. I, I got lucky enough to cash. But you, and think about you, this: you the ho- thought the very similarly that, there. The horse that won the last race was a horse that ran really well in the Hawthorne Derby on the grass last year. The horse had ability. Uh, Tonka Warrior and was a massive price there. Massive. I couldn't believe what the payout was when we saw it, and, and you hit it on a, on a very relatively 
low ticket for for the cost and it paid what almost 1200 bucks yeah yeah i did thank you very much it was like 10 1098 or something like that yeah it was crazy uh, jim's late pick four only 18 bucks you don't need to win the easter egg hunt to uh have the money to spend here right. one with five seven eight nine with two with the rare all ball from a gym mode that we have not seen too much 18 bucks jim the two obvious singles yeah. and then a four deep and then hit a 31 easy game Here's the thing. If a single <laughs> if a single's obvious, why spread and waste your money? You either have to go one way or the other. If the horse is going to be a heavy favorite, single a horse, or I think you have to toss it. So for me, it's going to be a single. Act of Fool's a single on the first leg. Sharp Hero is a single on the third leg. We just mentioned maidens going long, especially maiden claimers. Chaos can happen. Anything can happen at all. I went four deep in the other leg. But again, for 18 bucks, you don't have to spend a whole lot. You get a lot of coverage. If you make to the last leg, then you can start to look at what the payouts will be and just hope for a price. No, I mean, it, listen, sometimes you don't need to overcomplicate matters, guys. No. This game does not have to be overly difficult if you have strong opinions. Uh, Jim, first of all, I want to publicly wish you, you and anyone else out there who celebrates a very happy Easter uh, this Sunday. If you're a member of the tribe like I am, a happy Passover went out there, which is, of course, a week-long holiday. Jim, I'm also going to throw out, I don't mean to put you on the spot. You nope. do not have to answer right now. We have a live show Saturday at 4.15. Uh, you can, we can talk off air. I'm inviting you if you would like to come on even for a little bit of it. We're going to have the Shaker Town, uh, the Tapatrice watch party with the bluegrass. And then uh -huh. San Anita is only five minutes. San Anita Derby, Jim. I saw that. It's scheduled like six or seven minutes after that. So you don't have to give an answer, but you're welcome to come on and join us for our uh, live show. It's going to be a lot of fun uh, this Saturday. Any final thoughts, Jim, about Hawthorne Sunday or anything else in your world? You want All right. To here, so here's the, here's the question that I want to ask you, and it's outside of Hawthorne, because I've seen a lot of differing thought processes. What was your thoughts on Forte's race in the Florida Derby? We talked in detail in episode okay. 243 this past Monday. Okay. We did a recap show, Jim, about the Florida Derby and the uh, Arkansas Derby. Uh, interestingly enough, it was myself, Pete, Paul and Kyle Roscoe from yep. Ben and Boozen joined us. Two of them, two of us thought Forte ran the better race. Two of us thought Mage ran the better race. I am clearly in the Mage camp in the Florida Derby. I'm not saying Mage is going to be better in the Kentucky Derby. I'm just talking about specifically the Florida Derby. I thought Mage ran a giant race. Okay. Yeah. That's Mage, my opinion. Yes. Mage ran a huge race. So I'm in your camp and I'm going to be in your camp and go a step further. When we get to the first Saturday in May, I can tell you Forte will be nowhere on any of my tickets. I didn't like the way – here's wow. what I didn't like. And here's what I didn't like, and he's a very good racehorse. Okay. He was supposed to win that race by four or five and win easy. I don't like the fact that you had to be set down and work so hard to win that final prep to get to the Derby, and now you're looking at a 20-horse field. So we talked last week how I thought he was going to be a very short price. I think he will be a very short price again. I'm going to be looking for other horses, bombs away. He will be on none of my tickets in the dirt. Wow. Um, I'm not going to go that far. He did regress in the buyer. But, Jim, we also mentioned that in the – actually, we didn't mention it because it didn't come out. He did improve in the sheet numbers because he was wide, blah, blah, blah. Yep. But Major was wider. Um, right. Jim, I hear you. He's not going to be a toss for me. Um, I only have one horse that I don't need to bet in the derby. You know that is Tappet Trice. So I've already got a future on him. Um, that's a strong opinion. I don't think you're going to be alone in that opinion, but you're not saying we got time to talk about it. You're not saying toss him because he's going to be a low price. You actually don't think he really 
is better I don't think than he wins many the race. others. No. Is that correct? I, yeah, I don't I don't think he's going to be in the top five. I just wow. I just Jim I don't stepping out. If I I'm wrong, that. hey, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. <laughs> but uh I just it's one of those, and again, we've talked about it, and I, I, I can always circle back to like what we've said when you're talking to Larry Ravelli with two fills. He said he was yeah. so happy to win the Jeff Ruby in hand and not have to work going through that race. Yeah. I didn't like the fact that this horse not only had to work in the stretch, had to work basically from the half-mile pull all the way to the wire yeah. just to win and not win by a lot. I, I just I, I wasn't it, – it wasn't something that – made me say, oh, my gosh, I want to look at this horse and I want to jump all over this horse at 5-2 to two in a field of 20 in the Derby. It was a race they didn't want to empty the tank. They ended up emptying the tank. Yeah. He's got five weeks to recover. It's going to be fascinating, Jim. we got a whole month to talk about, and we will definitely have you as part of our shows as, as much as you would like to talk about the Kentucky Derby. For my good friend Jim Miller, this has been your host, Howard Kravitz, episode 246 of the HHH Racing Podcast. Good luck with your Bets in New York on Saturday and, of course, at Hawthorne on Sunday in that late pick four. Take care, everyone. Have a great night. Bye-bye.